Anime, I've got a question for you. What's your question, Eric? A crime has been committed. The suspects are the queen, the cardinal, the con woman, and the sorcerer. Who did it? The queen. Interesting choice. Welcome to Big Time Whoopsies. My name is Eric McAdams, and this is a podcast about incompetence. Each week, I tell a guest, and you, the listener, a story from history involving massive incompetence. Today, I am joined by my lovely friend, Anna May. Anna May, say hi. Hi. How you doing today, Anna May? I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. Not everyone does. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> And yet, I continue on. It's the podcaster's burden. Is that what they write in the poems? Yeah. The epics? Yeah, old man Kipling will write my poem and also be racist for me. You know. Rudyard Kipling was racist, kids. That's where the Jungle Book comes from. Woo! Oh, also, if I swear, can you beat me out at any time? I, you can swear, and I will not beep it out. If, I don't know. You've listened to a lot of these episodes, Anime. You should know that people swear on my podcast. I know they do, but I'm asking if you can physically beat me out. That sounds like a lot of extra work for me. I'll try to be careful. Well, is it that important to you that you not swear on this? I just think it would be fun. You just think it would be fun. Okay. All right. We're just giving Eric more work on a whim then. Uh-huh. All right. Cool. Good. Great. I'll just slip in a couple of Anime, what do you know about French history? Um, very little. I took modern European history in the 10th grade. Hmm. Well, you probably know about as much as I do, but I have just researched this story, so I've got this thing up on you. I just don't want anyone to, like, listen to this one and think that I know anything about the French at all. And they'll probably, they would probably have been able to guess this just going off of my pronunciation to come in this episode because there's some there's some names in here lots of syllables and like i'm gonna pronounce them one way and i have no way of knowing if they're pronounced another way you've listened to a few episodes haven't you anime i have i've listened to all but the last one have you really wait you've listened to every single one yeah that's great thank you do most people not listen to most, every most people one? listen to stuff that interests them you know they go like huh that one's about Italian garbage. Probably can give that one a miss. No, I think it was great, and I think... Oh, yeah, that... no, it's their loss. That's one of the best episodes. Yeah, and also I just think that we need to support each other's art, and so... And I need something to listen to on the train. Real story, but... There we go. All right. Commuters, friends to big-time whoopsies everywhere. Should we get started? For real? Should we dive in for real? Let's dive in for realsies. For realsies. All right. 1772. Yep, that's a year. Louis XV of France buys a necklace. Okay, necklace. 
<laughs> Pearl necklace, diamond necklace, silver gold. Come on. Diamond necklace. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, not, not skimping on anything. He commissions the necklace for his mistress, the Madame du Barry, not his wife. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah. He commissions this necklace to have over 600 diamonds on it. That's a lot of diamonds. Yeah, and if you look at it, it looks like three necklaces all just, like, slapped into one. Like, there's these big, long tassels that are just made out of diamonds. They're, like, a couple, like, diamond strings, like, up top, like... So they're not, like, classily... It's just, like, diamonds for the sake of diamonds. It's just kind of a lot of diamonds. It's all I can really define it as. It's, like... Doesn't look that interesting. You know? It's not the most incredible necklace I've ever seen. It looks mostly white. Is there a most incredible necklace that you've ever seen that comes to mind? No, not one that leaps to mind, but it wouldn't be that. Fair enough. I feel like, you know, one big diamond or something is going to be more interesting than just, like, a thousand. Six hundred. You seem skeptical of that being true. I don't know. One ginormous rock just feels heavy and obnoxious, I feel. And also I feel like 600 like... small rocks would also be ginormous and heavy. No, but, if, like, think about it. There's one gigantic rock that was, like, the size of 600 little rocks. Yeah. It would probably be big enough to, like, hit you in the eyeball if you were walking around. Like, <laughs> or, like, you were, like... seems like an implausible <laughs> turn of events there. Like, you're walking and it almost swings up from your chest... And hits you in the face. You don't know how long this chain is. We did not specify how long this chain is. <laughs> it's just, it's actually a weapon. Diamonds are very hard. So it's they like use a... it to swing and throw at people. That's how, that's or how like if capital were, punishment if she works were... in France. Okay, so it's 1772, so roller coasters haven't been invented yet. But if there were to be a roller coaster, right? Mm -hmm. And she was on the roller coaster with the one ginormous diamond, it would could potentially fly up and hit her in the face. That's yeah, so I, there's no roller coaster, though, so... What if she was going really fast on, like, a horse-drawn carriage? <laughs> and then it broke down. I feel like she'd probably be in the carriage, so she's not going to get a lot of wind coming at her. What if the the little little man fell over? Maybe horseback the... riding? Yeah, side saddle, obby. Yeah, obviously. So it hits her on one side of the face, just clips her eyeball. And of course it's the mistress, and then she's not going to be the mistress anymore. Because, yeah, she like, everybody knows. I mean, you don't have all your eyes, you can't be a mistress. Duh. Anyway, sorry, continue. He commissions this necklace, which has 600 diamonds in it, but never actually buys it. He commissions it, which means he's like, yo, I want you to do this. Mm -hmm. And so then they start to do it, but then he's like, nah, brah, just No, they it. make it completely, but before it's completed, King Louis XV dies of smallpox. Oh, rough life. His mistress, Dubarry, was banished from court by his successor. Who is his successor? I'm sorry. That'd be Louis XVI. Great name, real original. Yeah, his grandson. And Louis XVI is known primarily for being the guy who married Marie Antoinette. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, we're in that time period in the French monarchy. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like Kirsten Dunst, right? Who does... The yeah, the, she's in the Sofia Coppola Marie Antoinette movie. It's a cute one. Highly recommend. <laughs> you are not the first person on this show to be a fan of it. Uh, Carson's I know, I, episode. I watched it listen to it 
but my, my in modern European history in 10th grade, my teacher had it and lent it to us. Nice. As being like, this is not actually how history happened, but kind of is, so you should watch it. But it's fun. She's like, it's great. <laughs> Dude, she's like, extra credit, half an hour. Mm-hmm, okay. Just watch like a bit of it. Louis the Sixteenth is the one who's married to Marie Antoinette, and the jewelers that were commissioned to make this necklace, their uh, their jewel- the jewelers were uh, Bomer and Basenge, I believe, tried to get the new monarchs to buy the necklace, and failed. Yeah, it was like, hey, check this out. Your <laughs> grandpa and his and his girlfriend on the side, his side hustle, like. So when your grandfather wanted to get laid, he would go to this other person. And that's who this was for. Don't you want it on your and neck at all times? shockingly, Marie Antoinette was not interested. You don't want, like, fake almost step-grandmas? There are a lot of different reasons. Uh, there are a lot of different reasons that people speculate why she turned it down. Some people even say that Louis the Sixteenth just didn't want to give it to her. But a lot of people were like, no, it was for another woman or... It's so expensive, there's no reason to buy this thing. Both very fair points. Yeah. Or all three, I guess. So for years, it languishes in this jeweler's shop. Look at this vocabulary you're using. I'm the son of an English teacher, anime. It's in my blood. But in 1785, the necklace goes missing. (gasps) The possible culprits are the queen... The Cardinal, the Con Woman, and the Sorcerer. Intro question! <laughs> Brought back. Yeah. So do you want to change what... Okay, do, do you want queen, to change your Cardinal, the Con, con Woman, woman and the Sorcerer. Yeah, so Sorcerer, real life, like, actually can do magic, or... This yeah, is, no, this is, this is the episode this is where, I, where I come out and say, actually, magic is real, guys. And you were all fools for doubting me. And then I chant an incantation and turn everyone into rodents. Why would you choose rodents? What, how about amphibians? Better. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, I'd rather lot. be something furry than something wet. <laughs> Just in general. I'd rather be a capybara <laughs> than a toad. I mean, I would rather toads be a toads amphibians? Cap- They've got to be, right? they got to be. But I would not want to be like uh, just the idea of me having like that tail attached to my body. All what? The time. <laughs> That's the number one attraction for a rodent. Are you kidding me? A tail? No, that tail, like a rat tail, like oh. You can have a mouse tail. They got fur on it. Do they? I don't think so. Yes. Yeah. That's the main difference between rats and mice. Rats are definitely bigger and smarter and scarier. Yeah. Uh, in my like list of fears of my life, it goes poultry, rodents. <laughs> everything else (laughs) we're getting off track we're going back sorcery not real magic so he just says he's a sorcerer i would say the con woman but that's the obvious answer so i'm gonna go with the cardinal because everybody wants money for the church boom all right but not the queen not the queen because she's already like nay i don't want it Hmm. weird you're using like motivations to establish a coherent uh, to establish a coherent psychology. What a weird choice. All right. Would you like to hear about these different players? I guess that's why I'm here, isn't it? Yeah, it would be. That would be why you're here, actually. What if I was just like, nay? Well, then Bye. I guess the podcast episode would be over and I have to start over with somebody else next week. 
<laughs> He'd be like, this is a real short podcast due to the fact that anime is a schmuck. No, I would delete the podcast because it does. I don't. I didn't get to tell my story. <laughs> yeah, well, I retract the phi. You may <laughs> commence. I retract my negative statement. Pray continue. In 1780... Jean, Eight years later. Uh, after 1772. 1785 is when the necklace went missing. Okay. In 1780, five years previous, Jeanne de Valois Saint-Rémy becomes Jeanne de la Motte when she marries Nicolas de la Motte. Kind of a shotgun wedding. Little bit. Because she was, uh, I think she was very pregnant at the time of the wedding. <laughs> I believe she gave birth about a month later to twins that promptly died. Mm. Yeah. Jeanne de la Motte is a bit of a character. <laughs> she, um, she apparently descends from a royal lineage. Her father had always claimed as such, but it had never been proven until she actually went to Versailles and a genealogist confirmed it. Um, okay, so a genealogist actually could help you, like, oh yes, the peasants begat other peasants, and thus this. No, no, was... no, 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 no. The genealogist can help you by going like, ah, yes, this nobility had this son, which you say was your grandfather. That makes sense. Oh. Yeah. So it was like a closer relative, not like I like. Yeah, got it. Yeah, he. This was not like, ah, yes, we've tracked your lineage all through the peasantry. No, that was not a concern of the <laughs> It's not many removals. It's like, you're there. You're royal. Jeanne de Lamotte quickly, quickly realizes that her new husband, Nicholas, can't support her in the way that she wishes. Which is? Uh, in a wealthy way. <laughs> okay. There are That's... lots of things that women look for. No, I know. It's but this one she's about the money. Ah. She wants that high society life. She wants that that triple diamond. Yeah, she wants quadruple. The, she wants the, she wants the kind of life that, you know, maybe she gets a 600 diamond necklace. Who knows? And so, once they realize that like living in the the rural areas of France doesn't really suit them, they move to Paris and try to insinuate themselves into the royal court. How does one go about insinuating themselves into the royal court? Well, in Jeanne's case, uh, she directly tried to contact Queen Marie Antoinette. Bro. And know she, your place. And be, well, remember that she has just been confirmed to be nobility now. Uh, so she has some small standing. And she's also good at talking. So... She She's keeps good at the words. She keeps trying to meet up with the queen. Uh, specifically, she wants some reparations because of her family way back when. Like, because nobility, nobility members would get, like, a stipend from the crown, that kind of deal, to help maintain their lands and such. And so she wants that. The queen refuses. Not just to give her the money, but to see her at all. Queen knows. And this is primarily because Jeanne has already made something of a name for herself. As a? Now it's time for me to introduce the second character, the Cardinal. Wait, hold on. R rewind. So, Jean. We're gonna call her Jean. <laughs> Alright. Jean here. She was considered the what of this? 
of the of the bunch. You the you're going back to the ref- I that was a purposeful cliffhanger. Oh, okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're revealing the seams here, by which I construct my magics. The grand puppeteer of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Cardinal Derouan. God, I'm probably butchering that name. Rohan. Let's call him Cardinal de Rohan. Typically split his time between Vienna and Paris. He was a member of the nobility, the title of cardinal was basically handed to him, and he spent his days partying, drinking, and fucking. It's not very godly. Yeah, it's almost like when you just hand rich shitheads the title, they just do whatever they want, instead of, like, actually doing what the job entails. Because they know they can't fuck up enough for someone to remove them from the position. Hmm. Continue. <laughs> I also said that he split his time between Vienna, Austria, and Paris, France, which put him does. in a real awkward position when Marie Antoinette, who was who was from Austria, married the king or the prince of France because he opposed the marriage vehemently. Oops. <laughs> really did not like the idea of this Marie coming over from Vienna, Austria and marrying the the French prince. And he would write letters the to this effect. The, yeah, sure. No. Louis That's the Sixteenth was not a fresh prince. He was just French. He would write letters to this effect. He would, spo- he would speak very insultingly about the new queen. Did he ever do any, like, cardinaling? Or he really just, like... You know, he'd run boy. some religious services, that kind of stuff. Usually for royalty. And then would drink the wine and then be like, later yeah. I'm out. He also, like... He, in his portrait, looks exactly like you'd expect him to look. He looks like the hedonism bot from Futurama. You don't I'm know that one? I'm really ignorant, sorry. No. It's a, it's, it's a good reference, I promise. What am I searching? What is his name? R-O-H-A-N. Oui. Yeah, right? Yeah, his, his head is a fucking egg. It's so, in these pictures at least, it's like perfectly shiny and round. Alright, put away the phone. Can't help it, it's so shiny. Put away the phone, anime. This is the listening part of the show. Listening. So, kind of understandably, Queen Marie Antoinette doesn't like Cardinal de Rohan very much. Because he's like, nay, I don't want you to marry her. Yeah, because he was like, hey, fuck this lady all the time. And so after she became queen despite him, she was like, hey, fuck this dude. Can she, like, point her little scepter at him and be like, be gone. Like, magic. Probably not. Like a, like a... She could maybe convince the king to do that. So queens are just, like, figurehead power? Kind of. They're pretty. I mean, they can, they still, they have power, just not, like, take on the Catholic Church directly power. Fair enough. Cardinal de Rohan was also friends with Alessandro Cagliostro. Should, should there be a response to that name? Alessandro Cagliostro was born under the name Giuseppe Balsamo. He chose the name Count Alessandro di Cagliostro and styled himself as an occultist, physician, and alchemist. Woof. Yeah. He's a lot, this guy. I wonder what it takes to be, like, 
a regular old human and then you're like, today, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to become a count and physician and alchemist. Yeah, I've decided this is like, who I am now. No more peasantry. From this day forth, I shall be awesome. <laughs> Giuseppe, what are you talking about? You will refer to me as Alessandro. <laughs> Something like that. Or Count Cagliostro if you're nasty. <laughs> I die. Here's the thing. Cagliostro was kind of nasty. Like nasty like... He was a bit of a of a bohemian. There's there's a lot of stories running around about Count Fun Cagliostro. Fun bohemian? Like Moulin Rouge bohemian? Or I'm, like... I'm, I don't know. The Italian in the 18th century bohemian. We're getting off track again. A lot of stories about him. Mm-hmm. And... And this may surprise you, but uh, magic doesn't exist. There's no historical what? evidence for it, actually. Wait, you're you're lying to me. So when I say he's an occultist and an alchemist and, like, a psychic, he was You just didn't a... mention he was also a psychic. Come on. Oh, yeah, he's also that. He's he's a con man, is what he is. <laughs> I was about to tell you that I live in the town next to where um, Lady Cabot... No. I don't know. Lady Cabot? I don't know. There's a witch in Salem, and she's been living since the witch trials, and she does a palm reading. Hmm. It's currently palm diggity. So that's fun. Uh, Medium majors of recently. Come here. Medium majors did recently did a story about the birth of spiritualism. Fascinating. Yeah, they would they would do similar things to what Cagliostro would do. So there are a million stories about him. Some that he was like the best forger anyone had ever seen. Others that he convinced a guy that a place was haunted, robbed him and ran, robbed him, beat him and ran away. And the guy was so scared of the ghosts, he thought it was the ghosts that beat him up and stole the money. But really, like pretty much what he did, like he was a thief and a forger, all that kind of stuff. But his main racket would be. He would tour cities. He'd set up in a new city in Europe uh, and open up a place where people could get seances and psychic healing with maybe some alchemy on the side. You know, like you do. Like you do. Communicate with dead people, turn some shit into gold, do something psychically, you know. Was it only gold? I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, though. It didn't work because alchemy is a crock of shit. Okay. Yeah. So, he conned all these people, but how did he... So, there was... It was a good enough ruse, though, that he could keep the charade going? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. People people referred to him as a sorcerer. He was also a Freemason, which the Catholic Church didn't like. And he was invited to Paris in 1785 by Cardinal de Rohan. Because they were friends. The besties. They were, yeah, they were just good friends. They're, and, they're like I said, bohemian. They'd, you know have parties and have orgies together most likely this horrible image now with the oh and you haven't you don't even know what Cagliostro looked like (laughs) it's the same but like greasier oh that's a horrible word to use to describe a human being it's fair i'm sure Mm -hmm. but like icky he arrives in 1785 now remember jeanne has been in Paris since the early 1780s. In 1783, she met Cardinal de Rohan. And remember that thing I'd said way back when about her having a reputation? What kind of reputation was it, Eric? She was Cardinal de Rohan's mistress. Mm. 
She was known for uh, having a very winning smile and also having the wiles of a Cersei. That's a direct quote. I sometimes. So I. Mm, mm. <laughs> so. Take, talk, me th- talk me through it. How, what was your reaction to the wiles of a Cersei? <laughs> so she was, was she, her winning smile, Her it's because she was really smart, right? That's why he liked her? In her smile? I mean, he also liked fucking her. Like, yeah. she was his mistress. But she was married to the guy. Nicholas, yeah. Who was not a sugar daddy. Yeah, no, he wasn't rich enough for her. So she she didn't leave. So after the babies died, did she leave him? Um, no. They kind of they went to Paris together, but they their marriage wasn't particularly successful, and they there's clear there was clearly because she's diddling the cardinal on the side. No, it was before that. They just kind of kind of went like, all right, see ya. <laughs> like they were they were kind of allied, but not together. If that makes sense. Okay. Which is kind of pretty boss, actually. <laughs> They're like these two grifters, just like hey. I recognize you. I've seen you before. We can team up later. But no fucking. We're done with that now. She has the cardinal. Yeah, she She has has the cardinal. And, you know, sex god egghead cardinal over here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think at this juncture, we're going to take a break to hear an ad for another show on the Major Cast Network. I'm Tom Lockney. And I'm Liam Sr. I really like video games and internet culture. And I like movies and TV. And every week we research a true story from our preferred mediums and tell it to the other person. It's super fun and it's great. And even when it gets a little intense, we find the last in it, damn it. Lots of learning, lots of laughter, sometimes bummers, but lots of friendship. Media Majors, every Monday on the Major Cast Network. All right, anime. Are, do you have a revised opinion now? Who is our culprit? The cardinal, the con woman, the sorcerer, or the queen? Now that you know who all th- all four of those are. I, I really I want to say the alchemist, but then I feel like it's too easy. Mm. So I'm going to stick with the car. I'm going to stick with Egghead. All right. You, and I promise you I didn't look it up while you were gone, which is probably the case since it's probably wrong. But So two years previous, Jeanne had met Cardinal Rohan, became his mistress, Wiles of Cersei, Brown hair, blue eyes, small breasts. That's the full physical description. And yes, really, all of that is a direct quote. She also had limpid blue eyes and uh, was skinny and a pale complexion. It's, uh, boring stuff. Anyway, she's interesting looking as well. I, You know, beauty standards change. Woof. That was just the most roundabout way of saying she ain't that cute. I mean, I feel that way about most women from this time period because of the way they were drawn. About most women, because they were because they were drawn or painted in a very specific way, usually in a way that like was designed to play up whatever beauty standards they were playing into. And I don't think I was into those beauty standards because you're from the 21st century. Mm Mm-hmm. She wasn't satisfied with one lover though. I mean, who is these days? She took another lover named Reto de Villette. Which, and Reto, honestly, is a weird name. Your mom's a weird name. Just kidding, I love you. So Jeanne had two lovers because Egghead wasn't enough. Reto de Villette was the other one. Mm-hmm. 
And remember how I told you that Rohan wanted to get back in the queen's good graces because mm-hmm. she really didn't like him after mm-hmm. his whole thing? His little letters of poop. Yeah. Jeanne tells Rohan that she's the queen's agent, that she met with the queen in secret. And Rohan knew that she didn't meet with her in public because obviously she wouldn't meet with her because she doesn't approve of her lifestyle, the reputation she's gained. Jeanne tells Rohan that she is the queen's agent in secret. And Rohan, and she tells Rohan that she can convey letters between the two to maybe patch up some relations. So, that's what he does. He starts, he starts giving letters to Jeanne to deliver to the queen. She returns with letters from the queen to Which Rohan. Which aren't really letters from the queen. This correspondence continues for months. They, they seem to be on pretty good terms. Rohan eventually grows convinced that the queen is in love with him. Woof. Right? So much so that he, he requests to meet the queen. In secret, of course. Of course. And he, he does. Knows. He goes to a, a courtyard in the dark at night and meets a woman with a hood over her head who says she's the queen. Come on, bro. He offers her a rose as way of apology, and she says she'll forgive all the past disagreements. But he didn't hear her. Has no, he ever she... heard her voice before? Like, why would he? Why wouldn't he be like, ah, yes, imposter? Finally, in this correspondence, the queen says that she wants the diamond necklace that's been sitting in Bomer and Basenge's jewelry shop for years and years. She can't buy it herself, she says. She needs someone to negotiate the deal. Uh, she needs someone to set up to, to set up the deal so that the Treasury of France can buy it. He does. He sets the price with the jewelers at two million livres, which would be is- millions and millions of dollars today. Somewhere between like five and fifteen million dollars. That's a large range. Five and fifteen <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not great with, like, inflation and also rate, currency rates between centuries. So. Doesn't everyone have that in their back Also, pocket? also there are conflicting reports, just from what I've read. So the con woman, pretending to be the queen, got the cardinal to do, steal the diamonds. Not mm-hmm. steal, borrow. The two million levers were, said to, were set to be paid in installments from the queen, Along this time, Jeanne, saying that she was conveying money to the queen for charity work, would ask also for more sums of money from the cardinal, which he gave her because, you know, he was fucking her. You know. You know. Jeanne would use these payments to pay some of the installments to the jewelers to get some of the down payments ready. And the jewelers gave... The necklace to a man who claimed to be a valet of the queen. Who indeed was not. (laughs) (laughs) And then the installments started to falter. Oops. And so the jewelers paid a visit to the palace and said to the queen, where is our payments? We need the money for the necklace. To which Queen Marie Antoinette replied, what necklace? (laughs) Oh, 
That's so sad. So on a day when the cardinal was actually supposed to oversee a religious ceremony for royalty, instead he's brought before them to explain himself. Hey guys, uh, I was just uh, getting some poon. And And thus the truth is revealed. When they found out that the cardinal wanted to be in the good graces of the queen, Jeanne Lamotte, Nicholas Lamotte, and Reto de Villette concocted a scheme. They forged letters, because Breto de Villette was a forger, that they said were from the Queen. Rohan somehow believed both that these letters were from the Queen and that Jeanne was working for the Queen, despite having no evidence to support that. Especially like, because oh, I'm sleeping with her. Of course it's true. Especially because the letters weren't particularly well forged. The... Letters were signed incorrectly. Each letter was signed Marie Antoinette de France. And French queens never signed beyond just their first name. Just their surname, I mean. Like, why well, would mean, you say de France? Like, we know who you we are. Got, we got you. We know. Yeah. You You Marie Antoinette. Even now we don't need de France. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gets I'm better. I'm so disappointed in him. It gets better. So, along with the letters being signed incorrectly, you remember that time he met the queen in the dark? Yeah. That was a prostitute named Nicole that Jeanne had befriended and paid to be- to play the part. Oh my god. What if she paid her enough? She's like, hey, uh, could you, like... Do this favor for me. Yeah. You just, like, put a hood over your face. It'll be dark, don't you worry. As all this begins to come out, over the next couple days, the Cardinal is brought in, Jeanne is brought in, Reto de Villette is brought in, but the husband, Nicolas de Lamotte, isn't because he's already sailed to England with the necklace. He came back! (laughs) The husband, Nicolas de Lamotte, has already broken the necklace into pieces and sold it off by this point. Bro. Yeah, right? <laughs> that that is a good husband wife team. Yeah, right. You set that up so well. <laughs> Thank you. Do you want to hear the results of their trials? I have this like very strong image of like double doors being opened and then a very tiny human just like walking down the long corridor being like I'm real sorry. I met a prostitute and I thought she was you. <laughs> Can you imagine him trying to apologize? So uh I met I um I met a girl. woman. <laughs> she took me to another woman and she said she was you. I started paying her and I bought this thing for you. I, I just I don't And I'm sorry to begin with that I called you really mean names. That was this was what it was all I was just trying to apologize. He's like, Well, I hope <laughs> you have a good day. Please don't behead me. So the prostitute named Nicole goes free. I think she might be banished though. Reto de Villette is banished. Because he was the forger. Yeah. No. Yes, yes, he's the forger of the letters. Uh, and probably also played the valet for the queen. Okay. Um, Rohan also goes free as he's seen to be just an innocent mark for Jeanne. Because he's a mucky muck. He is, however, exiled from Paris. I mean, as this, one should, once they accidentally purchase a 600 diamond necklace. This actually angers the Pope at the time because he thinks he should be the only one who should be allowed to prosecute cardinals. 
Is this one of those popes that like magically had twelve children or like a? I don't, I don't know. Uh, but they don't listen to him. They just try him on their own. Shoo shoo, off you go. Jian, however, is tortured, branded, and jailed for her role in it. Uh, she's literally branded and whipped for this. But everybody else goes free? That's ridiculous. I understand that it but, was a... But she escapes. She escapes okay. from jail dressed as a boy. <laughs> you look so proud of her. And she makes it to England where she uh, pretty quickly dies from debt collectors. She is uh, found having fallen out of a window Presumably trying to escape from debt collectors, but uh, also pretty likely they were uh, uh, beating her up for their money. They found her pretty uh, mangled. I just had such a roller coaster of emotions in the yeah. last five minutes. I know it took us a really long time to get here because I asked a lot of questions, but like you set it up, it was there, and then it was like boom, boom, boom. Yeah. She was branded. She escaped. Then she died because debt collectors are chasing her and beat her. Yeah, in London, England. But I don't. I feel like I should. Who should I be rooting for? Like, what's what's the moral? Well, the story's of... about to end before I tell. But I got to tell you about two more characters because we haven't talked about the sorcerer or the queen yet. Oh right. Yes. Continue. So, uh, Alessandro Cagliostro was not involved in this at all. You just put him in there as a red herring. No. Because he was uh, arrested and jailed for this. He wasn't involved, but there were rumors that he was. And so he was brought in and he was in jail for nine months because of it before his name was finally cleared. Poor bud. I feel good I didn't bo- I didn't choose him. Yeah. Cagliostro, uh, he was pretty clearly being persecuted by the Catholic Church. They really did not like the idea of a guy saying he like practiced witchcraft, essentially. And just being, like, the talk of the town. So, you can kind of understand, but... They need an excuse to jail him. Yeah, and... heretics. Exactly. They jail him on a charge of heresy. And also, I think Freemasonry was also frowned upon. Anyway, he's released. He travels around a bit more. Eventually, he makes the mistake of returning to Rome, where his wife betrays him and turns him into the Catholic Church, and he finally dies in prison. Because the Catholic Church wouldn't let him Couldn't go. Couldn't you have given the sad endings first? Well, we're not done with the sad endings, because we have to get to the Queen next. No. Well, we all know how that ended. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard this about Marie Antoinette, but uh, things don't go so hot for her either. She's one of the ones beheaded in the French Revolution. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. And apparently this incident played a large role in inciting common folk against her. Despite the fact that she was not involved in this at all. She didn't all. do anything. It's not nope. even her fault. Not her fault at all. It fell in line with what people thought of her because people thought of her as kind of greedy and not caring for the common folks. That's why they misattribute let them eat cake to her, which is not a real so quote sad. by Marie Antoinette. Yeah. I did learn that in modern European history. Nice. Yep. Marie Antoinette did not say let them eat cake. Nor was she involved in the affair of the diamond necklace. However, that wasn't good enough, and she was executed anyway. But, Nicolas de la Motte returned to France after the revolution, (laughs) and seems to have done just fine. (laughs) 
What a... What? <laughs> I'm covering my eyes because I'm so disappointed in everything. <laughs> oh, this little scumbag who, who literally did nothing except forget the necklace and take it abroad is now like, check me out, five to fifteen million dollars. Oh. What up? He's like, wifey, gone, dead. No prob. Cardinal, yep. gone. Whatevs. Queen, dead. Me, living it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nicholas de Lamotte is like the least interesting figure in this whole thing and is the only one that comes out pretty okay. Pretty, pretty decent. Yeah. The winner. He is the Not winner bad. of the story. Yeah. That's the end of the affair of the diamond necklace. I really like that. I'm really, I'm, thanks for choosing that one for me. No problem, buddy. I heard about this pretty recently and I was like, ooh, that is a tale. That is a story. It's a good in. It's an intrigue. Do you want to get to the Um, pickle for the knowing ones? Yes. I was so worried that you weren't going to have one. I've got a real quick one. Got a really quick one this time. Is it better than Potu? Probably not. (laughs) But it does involve animals, sort of. We're going to stay in France for this one. Do you know what the Prince of France, the Crown Prince, is referred to in France in this time period? The 1700s? Yeah, and before. I don't know why I was even asking, because I don't know. You don't? Okay. They typically refer to the Prince of France as the Dauphin. Oh, I did actually know that. I, it's, pretty, it's a pretty well-known term. What do you think it means? It means dolphin. <laughs> Why is the dolphin the prince, the crown prince? Why did they choose that one? That's what I was wondering. <laughs> did you do it a little googling? Yep, a little bit of research, and there's just like, there's just like this very simple story. This one nobleman in the thirteen hundreds. Once upon a time, please. Once upon a time in the thirteen hundreds. There was a nobleman. I can't pronounce his name. Story of the story. Yeah, it's just... I I can try if you want. Let me pull it up. Let's do it. Um, God, I just... I just... I got no idea. (laughs) I... Oh, man, I'm gonna try. People are gonna make fun of me. Can you, like, spell it out? No, I'm gonna. I gotta try first. <laughs> I gotta commit to the bit here. I'm like wincing a little bit. I'm in, yep. I'm bracing for sadness and disappointment in you. I I I want to say it's uh, Geekwus. Oh, buddy. Might be Geeks. <laughs> and it might be. It's. Do you want to hear how it's spelled? Yeah. G U I. G U E S. Guigus. Continue. <laughs> the G Man. Old Gigo. Gecko. Yeah. 
He was the Count of Vienne. Part of his coat of arms was a dolphin. He was not the crown prince of France or anything, but he did have a dolphin on his coat of arms, and so his nickname was Le Dauphin. The the, uh, king of France at the time, King Philippe VI, wanted to buy his land. Okay. And he was like, all right, king, I'll sell you my land on one condition. You gotta call the crown prince the dolphin. (laughs) 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 And that's how old Giguis convinced an entire nation to name the crown prince the Dauphin. That's why every crown prince for eternity from then on for hundreds of years was called the Dauphin and the wife of the Dauphin the wife of the Dauphin was called La Dauphine. This has been Big Time Whoopsies. My name is Eric McAdams. Thank you for being on my podcast, Anime. Thanks for having me, Eric. I'm really sorry about all the editing you're going to have to do later. Yeah, especially because now my dog's growling. She's mad. Too much laughing. People can't be laughing. They gotta be loving her. My name is Eric McAdams. You can find me on Twitter at Audaciously Yours. You can find my personal website at NoCharacterIsSafe.com. You can find my work on PasteMagazine.com by searching my name on the website. You can listen to me other on other podcasts on the Major Cast Network. One of those is the Shmanime Podcast. I've guested on the Media Majors Cast a few times, and we've also got a new one coming out. You want to hear the title of the new one? I totally want to hear the title of the new one. Sunday Morning Hangover Cure. I love it. Tune in to hear me and Liam do a weekly talk show and news roundup. About? Anything. Just throwing out. Just news. Just talking about what's going on in the world. Your job for Pace Magazine will help you immensely. It is apparent. Liam says that that is what gave him the idea. (laughs) All right. I'm going to stop recording now. Okay. Say goodbye, anime. Goodbye, anime. Clever. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.